Welcome to Rewind the Movies, and since we're well into the festive period, we thought it would only be fitting that we did a family-friendly film, and it doesn't get much better than The Muppets Christmas Carol, a 1992 Christmas musical comedy directed by Brian Henson, which was his feature directorial debut, adapted from the 1843 novel A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. It stars Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge, along with all your favourite Muppets. On this episode, it's myself, Andrew Owen, and I'm joined by regulars James Progodage, a.k.a. Prog, and Evan Quick. It's been absolutely years since I last saw this film, so I was really keen to re-watch it, see what it was like, do I still have the same fondness for the film, and ultimately, did it give me that warm, fuzzy Christmas feeling inside? Anyway, here's the episode. So when we were talking about Christmas films, I think we were thinking... You know, what could we do that is maybe a little bit different to the other ones that we've done last year and this year? And I think, Ev, you suggested Muppet Christmas Carol. And let me get that right. We are doing Christmas Carol here. Yes. <laughs> Just in case. You're not, you, haven't, you, you haven't watched Muppets Take Treasure Island, have you? I thought I, I thought I said Muppets Christmas Carol. Uh, maybe, maybe I can't remember. then. Yeah. I, so well, Evan suggested every other bloody film we've done on this podcast. So I didn't um, suggest a view to a kill. I'm not. I'm not holding responsibility Evan for that one. Evan Quick's Rewind the Movies podcast. This should be called. <laughs> Even when he's on it. Whoever suggested <laughs> it, um, I'd like to thank now, because for an hour and twenty-two minutes, I enjoyed myself. Mm. Uh, I you know and I don't know what you guys think of it uh, mm. anyway, but yeah, it, it was a great choice. Um, I don't have any specific memory of the film, um, uh, in the sense of I can't remember the first time I watched it. I've definitely seen it before. Um, always remember Michael Caine, and do you know what I always remember about this film? It was the first Muppets film that I remember, and I think it's the first one anyway, that they focused on a non-Muppet lead. So it had a human lead, whereas films that have been before it, that you know they were about the group of Muppets, they were about Kermit, mm. they were you know and what have you. Yeah. Um, but there was you know there's a strong focus on um, Michael Caine, and I think then you know they did something very similar, didn't they, with Treasure Island as well, um, and that's a that's another great film. I've never seen that one. Ah, oh, watch it, Ev, just for. Um, what's his name? Is Billy Connolly in it? But he is in that actually, yeah. But what what's his name? Tim Curry. Tim Curry? Is Tim Curry in it? Oh, uh oh Christ, I can't remember. Hold on, I'm gonna IMDB now. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Tim Curry. I'm pretty sure it is. But IMDb, yes, he is. Tim yeah, Curry yeah, no, is Long played, Long John Silver. John Long John Silver, yeah, yeah. Probably did. Yeah. I, I, Billy Connolly Billy Connolly is Billy Bones. <laughs> anyway, going back to this film. Yeah, I think it's great. I don't have a specific memory of it, but and I probably I don't think I went to cinema to see. I don't think I would have owned it on VHS or, or anything like that. So we would have just been watching it on TV, and it, I think it's and it wasn't until I watched it this time round. I think it's a great, great Christmas film, and I um I'll tell you now. I tried to sit down and watch it with my three year old, so yeah. she's three and a half. Um. But within five minutes, she wasn't having it. Um, she had headphones on and she was watching um, Peter Rabbit on or the TV series, Peter Rabbit, on the iPad. 
and it was the only way I could get her to shut up because she wanted to watch it on the on the big TV. So I was like, "No, we're watching this." Um, so she got the iPad instead. I, I was gutted. It's probably she's a little bit too young, doesn't really know the Muppets, and is now in a world where everything's bright, colourful, loud. I, I reckon in a, I reckon two or three years. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 re- I, I reckon, yeah, one or two years, and I think she, she, be. I have you got two girls and relatively young. What well, are they? Do they watch it? Seen it? Like, it? yeah, they, yeah, they have seen it. I think this is um, this is a film we've we've put on. I think for the for the past sort of three three years, yeah, and, and it's it's roughly when when Ellie, my youngest, turned four, and they were, and yeah, they both they both love it. Um, yeah, and and. Yeah, it's it's one of the it's one of the stable of Christmas films that you that you have to that you have to put on at Christmas. Like you've got, I'd say, I'd say the big the big five for us. So you got Muppets Christmas Carol, the first two Home Alones, Elf, and Scrooge. Then you've got Santa Claus the movie sort of racing up behind, along with um, you know, the the quintessential central classics like Die Hard and Trading Places. Hang on now. Hang on. Hang on now. Hang on now. Let me get into this list. So you've put Die Hard behind those other films because of the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. That's fine. Let's move on. Let's move uh, on. Obviously, obviously, I can't. I, I can't. You know, I can't subject them to the genius that is Hans Gruber just yet. I mean, no. you know, give, give me, give me like three years. They've probably got to be ten. <laughs> Similar age to when we probably watched it. Yeah, three three years and I'll be all right then. Yeah. Or Adam, if he was on, yeah, probably watch bloody no, when he was five or something. Yeah, five. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ev, do you remember the first time you watched it? No, no, I don't. Um, I was always quite shocked how late it was. Mm. It's ninety two, isn't it? And I just think of it as being a later film, or you know, or earlier film. Let's put it that way. Maybe it's because I think of watching the Muppets in the eighties. The TV show. Yeah, the TV. And, you know, the 70s versions of it as well. Yeah. I just remember the Muppet Babies. Oh, the... Muppet Babies was an amazing cartoon. Yeah. I used to watch that a lot, yeah. Sunday morning, Muppet Babies, you make our dreams come true. Brilliant. Prague, what about you? Uh, prominent film in the Prague's household again. Uh, my brother actually had this on VHS bought for him for a Christmas. So it was watched at Christmas and subsequent Christmases after. So, yeah, I enjoyed this film a lot when I was growing up. Would you watch this film outside of the Christmas period? No. Would you watch any Christmas film, maybe not including Die Die Hard. Hard, outside of the Christmas period? And Lethal Weapon. Well, I think it comes down to what your definition is of a Christmas film, doesn't it? Film set. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. So, I, I, the reason I ask that, Prog, is because he owned a, a copy of it. You know, mm. I, yeah, given to him as a gift. But it's funny. I, I, don't, I can't remember many Christmas films that I owned on. I can't remember any Christmas films that I owned on VHS. You didn't own Scrooge? No, I, I saw Scrooge for the first time when we did it last year. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course, mm. yeah. Loser. Loser. 
Is it one of his favourite films? No, it's not. It's just, I think at when we were growing up, he enjoyed the Muppets, and I enjoyed the Muppets. It was a case of because we shared the bedroom. I think my parents were kind of well, whatever we buy one of them, the other one's going to watch and enjoy as well. So I think it was kind of a present for both of us, but it was given to my brother, and my brother rightly claimed it as his. So. I'm trying to think what I had at that year. I might have had demolition. I might have had demolition man that Christmas. Ninety-two would have come. Yeah, would have been out that yeah, year. But you wouldn't yeah. have had it till ninety-three. No, I would have had it till the, the Christmas after. Yeah, demolition. I might have had demolition man. I think I got the better end of the, of the deal there. But. Great film. <laughs> All right, let's move on to favorite aspect. Um, it's a, for me, it's Michael Caine. He's the he's the lead character in it or lead actor in it, and I, I do think he's very very good. And it's probably what I would have been, um, the first film that I would have remembered him from. Um, I I was a big fan of the Italian Job growing up, but I don't think I saw it until my definitely well within my teens. So this might have been the first exposure of of him to me. I think like the first film I ever remember Michael Caine in was. Uh... Either Jaws 4 or <laughs> Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. I, I, I remember seeing both of them on TV. I can't remember. Um, I don't. I haven't seen Jaws 4. I, I, don't watch it, And I must have seen Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, but I can't really remember it. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is a good film. I Actually, I remember it being a good film. I would be interested to see what that's like now. My my first um, exposure of Michael Caine was Escape to Victory. Oh yes, great film. Of course, yeah. yes, yeah. Controversial thing. I've never seen the Italian Job. Ah, oh, great. Have you seen the new Italian Job or the remake? No, no. Oh, the more the Mark Wahlberg. Thing. Yeah, I, I look. I don't mind that. Um, it's one of those you can put on, take it or leave it type of film. But I I do like the original. I always wanted them to do a sequel. I I like I still like the original Italian Job. I think that still holds up. Just because Benny Hill's in it. That doesn't hold up. <laughs> uh, watch it one day, Ev. If it's on over Christmas, try yeah. and watch it. It it, it is. You got to remember the time that it's from. Yeah. But it, I I think it's a good film. Escape the Victory, great film. Good show. Yeah. Very good show. Um, although Michael Caine is great in this film, the one element I don't like, and I'm sort of touching on my changes here, his musical number. Not entirely sure Michael Caine um, should be singing in this film. My personal Does opinion. he actually sing it? Well, <laughs> that, that's the issue. <laughs> sort of, I, I would say he's sort of talks in it. it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Because mm. you've just gone on to what my favourite aspect is and it's the songs <laughs> well, oh, I, I, I like the songs I just don't know whether he should be singing that one towards the end but, again uh, I'll say I don't know if he's actually singing he's doing a bit of Bernard Sumner from New Order there for me <laughs> random sort of uh, um, comparison Speak, speaking in tune yeah. yeah but I hadn't seen this film for years like this isn't a film I would reg- I'd put on at Christmas because I associate the Muppets with 
my childhood. I just think, and of course, the, the humour is of that time, of that. It's like, it's a, a bit adolescent slapstick. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not into that type of comedy anymore, but I did enjoy the film. I did enjoy it. And I was really surprised by how much I like the musical, the songs. Yeah. I, 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 I'm with you on the songs. I, the, the other thing I really liked was the sort of narration from Gonzo and Rizzo. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, and I didn't think I would. A, a bit like you, some of the slapstick humour and comedy in there. Um, beforehand, I was thinking, oh, am I going to enjoy that element? But I, I did generally think that the, the humour, there, there was a lot in there for kids and there was a lot in there for adults as well. It's def- I would say it's definitely a kids' film rather than anything else, but there is there is stuff in there for the adults. I also yeah. quite like the um, the ghost of Christmas present or Christmas or whatever. You yes, know. he's um, oh. yeah, he's quite forgetful and yeah. I just know ye that. better, man. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> just found that sort of yeah. Everything he he was in was was gold for me. Yeah. Is he is he me- talking about the ghosts? All right. Is it me or is it any time I see some version of a Christmas carol, the ghost of Christmas pictures always is quite striking or quite haunting, no matter what version you see them in? It's almost like the Grim Reaper type thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because even in Scrooge, where it's supposed to be like a comedy, yeah. the ghost of Christmas pictures there is still quite... Well, you know, well, it is. Well, it, well, it's like a walking skeleton, isn't it? With um, yeah. maybe yeah. it's just foreshadowing, foreshadowing his imminent death if he doesn't change his ways. Yeah. Well, the story is quite true to the original um, source material, isn't it? You know, Charles Dickens, yeah. um, a Christmas Carol. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I, I have to be honest. No, I haven't read it, so maybe that's how it's physically portrayed in the book as well, and they, they've just copied mm-hmm. it. Ev, have you got any favourite aspects we haven't spoke about? Yeah, I'll touch on touch on a couple. The the songs I, I like as well, and in particular, we, um, me and the, me and the family took a trip to Euro Disney a couple of years ago, and the 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 song um, that the Ghost of Christmas Present sings, um, wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. Yeah, that was going um, that was going on. I'm, I'm never singing. Um, <laughs> that was that was on like the 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 stereo the speakers when you when you're walking down the main street and it was all nice and it was Christmas and everything. Um, yeah, the Ghost of Christmas Present I, I liked as well just because it's really funny. But Statler and Waldo for me just they crack me up every time I watch it just for one joke and 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 then because one of them goes oh he ain't half he ain't half bad and then the other one no he's all bad. <laughs> I can imagine you um, barely laughing at that. <laughs> I do, and I do every 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 time. Every time I watch it, I, I just like I just chuckle. <laughs> the kids just look at us as if I'm like stupid. Um, moving on to favorite scene, then um, Ev, go on. You, I know you like this film, so what's yeah. your favorite scene? The Christmas present, where um, goes to Christmas present. Sorry, when um. You know where where he's he's almost beginning to come around, and he's you know he's you know he's, he's dancing with the ghosts and everything, and he's and he's you know he's seeing um 
you see Bob Cratchit and his family and stuff like that. And it's, you know, you can see him the point in the story where he's turned when he's turned over a new leaf. I quite like that. It is good. And to be honest, the whole Christmas present part, especially when the ghost is in it, I think is, yeah. is really good. Prog? I, I struggle with this because I didn't find any particular scene striking or, you know, um, more enjoyable than the others. I just found it all... Apart from the first 10 minutes, I, I found a bit plodding of the film, but the rest of it, I, I enjoyed as much as the others. So I haven't really got a favourite scene. I, I don't know. I struggle with this bit for this film. I, I know what you mean. I'm, and to a certain degree, I was the same, apart from the one scene that I am going to pick now. And that's when the ch- tone, I think, of the film changes ever so slightly. And you, it's the. Um, oh my God, this is. When what's his name? Tiny Tim. That's the one I'm trying to get out. Tiny Tim is no longer alive. Okay. And you see the yeah. family around mm. the table. The mood really changes in the film. It all goes a bit somber. The music is great. I think in that element. Um. And again, Michael Caine is great. Sort of like, oh, you know, where's Tiny Tim? What's happened to him? Blah blah blah. Um. So yeah, for me, that that's my favourite scene. I go. Uh, yeah, I go along with you on that. Actually, thinking about it now, because. When they say about um, Bob Cratchit, he's he's been to the to the graveyard again, like he's going there every day to see mm. the grave and stuff. But that's quite, yeah, that's quite somber. That I see. Just the just the one the one shot of just the chair in his in his cap and the this you know the stick just beside it. That's a, another crutch. Right? Although I will say, would you actually keep that crutch? Well. Uh, if if times were tough, he'd be using that to burn fire, get a fire going, wouldn't he? Yeah, you can understand the cap being kept, but like so the, the, crutch the wood, the like wood of the crutch, of... the wooden crutch, I reckon, would have been used. Yeah, and also it's just a symbol of the fact that he wasn't very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, we're rattling through this. What changes would you make? I think the reason why I haven't got a lot to say about this film insofar as story and so on, is because it's an adaption from a classic novel. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows the story, don't they? So it's... And, all, and also, the no- can you pick holes in the actual novel? Uh, yeah, I don't think you can pick holes in the actual plot or what have you. But what I would say about the film, and I think this is why we're struggling a little bit with it, the film is, is good, it's decent. It doesn't do much wrong but it doesn't do a huge amount, like, amazingly right. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, it's not impactful, is it? You're not, yeah, like, dying in- to re-watch it or... Yeah, it's enjoyable. I loved I loved watching it. But again, I'll probably... I'll happily wait a year to watch it again, or two years or three years. You know, it's, it's probably going to be, for me now, a film that hopefully, like Ev is with his kids, that I'll sit down and watch with mine. And I think mm. that's where some of the enjoyment will come from, is seeing their enjoyment of watching the film as well. Mm. Yeah. But um, I've only got one change, and that's the ghost of Christmas past. She's like a ghost, isn't she? Yeah. You know, like, like a, you know, she looks like a ghost, where mm. the other ones are Muppets or they're physical beings. Yeah. And I get why she's a ghost, because she's of the past. I just think it should have been a Muppet. Rather than whatever she is, and and I'm I'm picking like it's a little nitpick, 
but I, so something that I've always wondered, like, why is she so different to the other two? I, I get that, yeah. I mean, I, interesting note, though. Do you know who she's voiced by? No. Jessica Fox, who uh, played Nancy in Hollyoaks. Or still plays Nancy in Hollyoaks, I think. I, don't, I can't picture her. You'd know her if you saw her. You would know her if you saw her. Got IMDb going on now, look at that. How is she in Hollyoaks? What do you mean, how is she in Hollyoaks? Well, she's a, like an American actress, isn't she? No, this was a British production. No, but they she's, brought, but they she's American. They didn't they? She's American, is what I'm saying. I'm not questioning why she's in this film. I'm no, no, she's not American, but she's not. Uh, I'm, lo- I'm looking British. at the wrong person then. Ghost of Christmas Past, the voice is Jessica Fox. Ah, <laughs> sorry. I just Googled Nancy Fox. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> uh, also got um, a guy called Stephen McIntosh who plays um, Ebenezer's is it nephew? Yeah, I remember what, him. What, what, what's he been in? He's got one of those familiar faces, hasn't he? That you think? Oh, yeah, he was in Lockstock as Winston. Um, yeah. Oh, and he was in Luther. Yeah, and then the first series. Was he in the yeah, Sweeney as in well? Lockstock looks totally different in that film. Yeah. You um a little interesting fact. You meet his wife, don't you, when um ghost, the ghost of Christmas present takes him to see the nephew's party. But then the wife isn't at the end. And a lot of people have questioned, like, why isn't she at the end of the film? And it's simply because she she was I think too ill to make filming that particular day, or maybe she had some other um commitment. I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, that's why she's not there at the end of the film. Um any other changes? Ev, have you got any? You can't really make changes to to the story as such because it's you know it's an iconic story everyone knows it and I think if you were if you change it dramatically then it wouldn't be a Christmas Carol so it's um, no I think it's I think it's fine as fine as it is really um, I I mean I found if I was nitpicking you know to the nth degree I could probably say. Have less of Rizzo and more of Gonzo, but apart from that, I got a bone to pick with Scrooge in this film. And not for his miserly ways. It's at the ending where he go turns up at Bob Cratchit's house with a turkey. Lovely, great. Gonna pay his mortgage. Brilliant. Gonna, I don't know, increase his salary. Great. Thanks for that. And he invites himself in. And he brings the whole of the fucking town in with him as well. <laughs> it would that would do my nut. I would I would let I would let Scrooge in and I would let the, the kid carrying the turkey in and I, everyone else would go, hang on a minute now. Surely you've got Christmas to celebrate with your own families. Yeah, yeah what what are you doing out on Christmas Day? Yes yeah. off and close that door because it's bloody cold. Have you ever stepped out of the house on Christmas Day? It's like a zombie apocalypse has taken over. There is no one on the street on Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Day, right? I drive back to Aberdeen, um, so listeners won't know this, but I live about half an hour away from where my mum lives, so I pick it up and then bring it out. And it is exactly like Prog's just um, just said. I'm driving down a you know, major dual carriageway, and it's just like no cars around. It's eerie. 
It's like, it's like the road's been built for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> you just bombed on it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, make a, I'll make a point of not, of, of not going out anywhere on, on Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, sorry. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, you talk about Christmas Eve. When we were younger, me and Prague, we used to have some brilliant nights out oh, on Christmas Eve. So when we were in university, we would go back at Christmas time, you know, to, to see, see our parents mm-hmm. and obviously have Christmas with them. Um, but this was like pre-families and things like that, and um, or having families. And we would have some brilliant nights out. Really, really good. I and- tell you what would be complete carnage, right? If Christmas was in the middle of a week. So you'd have the Friday and Saturday out before. And then if Christmas Eve was a Tuesday, you'd go out on the Tuesday for Christmas Eve. You'd have Christmas Day off. Boxing Day would be the Thursday. You'd be out on the Thursday. And then you'd be out on the Friday and Saturday again. And then it's New Year's. Oh. Absolute carnage. It's like you're out six times in the space of nine days or something. Uh, and my mum used to give me a warning as well. She'd be like, you know, don't get too drunk now because we've got Christmas <laughs> dinner tomorrow. And I love a good Christmas dinner. And so mm. I'd be like torn between like, oh, do I have a good night out with my mates? You know, you haven't seen people for like God knows how long because everyone's gone off to various universities. Some people have stayed at home, but you hadn't seen them. And uh, oh, I'd be like, oh, I want a good drink, but at the same time, I want my turkey tomorrow. I don't know if you were the same, though, and with your mentality. Were you like, I, I had always set myself up that Boxing Day was the day. Because I, I, I then have Christmas and, and Boxing Day Day out of the way. Yeah. Boxing Day Day out of the way. So then I could properly enjoy myself Boxing Day, because there was nothing coming after that. I, I think mm. I probably was a case of, yeah, you know, take it easy, it's Christmas Eve, and then inevitably it goes out the window. I know what you mean. It's the same thing all the time with our group of friends, isn't it? The first night, you just go, you're like, look, we got all weekend, but you just you just hit it hard, you go big. Go big or go the, home. And then the rest of the time you're together, you're all flagging. Yeah, yeah. And I know what would happen, Ev. It, it would be like, right, guys, I'm not having a big one tonight, you know, I'm, I'll meet you out half past seven. By nine o'clock, they're turning round and I'm coming back from the bar with a tray full of shots. <laughs> See, I'm, I've only I've only been out been out once um, on on Christmas Eve, and this is this is back up when I was in um, when I was in, in college and I was working for um, for a supermarket, which rhymes with, which rhymes with Morrison's. Um, I don't know if we, can we can we see yeah Morrison's. Yeah, we're not um, BBC. We can. See I know. Morrison's. Yeah, yeah. There are other supermarkets available. Um, yeah, and I went out on Christmas Eve in, in Whitley Bay, and um, we ended ended up in this place called Idols, which uh, which isn't I don't think it's there anymore. Um, but yeah, that, that was a good night. I remember I got and I got in probably I'd, I'd say probably about midnight, I think, or something like that. And where where I lived um, at the time, there was um, there was a private like social club um, <clears throat> that was about five minutes walk from the house, and my dad had gone out. As well, as well, but he had gone. He had gone up the club, and he and he came back to to check. I was to check. I was there, but he came back still still holding his pint that he was drinking, and he got me mom a drink from the bar as well. So he got me mom a gin and tonic, who was in the house. She stayed in the house, so he got her the drink, complete with glass and slice of lemon and everything. And he was like, "Right, I'll see you later," and then he went back up the club for another hour. It's just like. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> right, let, let's start thinking about wrapping this film up. I, I've got a couple of things that I'm going to mention, as I always do towards the end of the film, right? Um, Paul Williams did the music. We've mentioned the music earlier. I, I love a bit of Paul Williams, especially Bugsy Malone. So hats off to him there. Um, do you know the song at the very beginning? There goes Mr. Scrooge. There goes Mr. Humbug. Yeah, it's just, just yeah. called Scrooge. Yeah, th yeah, there's elements of that song which I always think sounds like, do you know, at the end of, or the hoedown from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm. So next time you listen to that song, the start of it sounds like the hoedown from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm. And all I can picture is Ryan Stiles or um, Greg Proops or uh, what's, what's the other one? <laughs> Colin, Colin Mockery. Colin Mockery yeah. yeah, brilliant. I used to love that when I was younger. Um, what else have we got? It's, it's still going. It's on still on TV. Yeah, but the British version isn't, is it? Oh no, no, but the but the American, the American version. version. Yeah, that has Colin, yeah. Ryan, Greg Proops, and a few others who were on there. Um, the the other thing I noticed, and I, I I've never picked this up before, as we know, Frank Oz. He's the puppet for Miss Piggy. He also does the voice as well. Am I right in yeah. saying that? Miss yeah. Piggy, yeah. Next time you listen to Miss Piggy, have, have maybe just close your eyes and picture her or her voice in a scene from a lower low. It really works. <laughs> just gonna just gonna leave you with that. I don't want any sort of feedback on it. Just gonna leave you with it. Um, the Muppets Christmas Carol was the first Muppets film made without Jim Hen Henson. We know that because there's a there's a message at the beginning of it. Do you know that George Carlin, who uh, uh, we know is Rufus from Bill and Ted, and we've done that recently, mm. he was going. He was first choice for Ebenezer Scrooge. Really? Or he was considered. Huh? I don't know if he was first choice, mm. but he was considered for. It. But as we know, M Michael Caine took it. He also took it, so his daughter, who was seven years old at the time, could watch him in a film. Nice. And then the scene where Kermit is walking down the street and it's, I think it's the song he sings um, Tis the Season or something along uh, uh, yeah. Tis that, the that, season. Yeah, that's right. That scene took ten puppeteers just to make Kermit move or walk down the street. So... Um, and then two final things for me. At the very end of the shop, you see at the end, very end of the film. Sorry, you see a shop called um, Mickle's White. That was a nod to Michael Caine's real name, Maurice Mickle White. Um, and I think. Oh, and then just finally, budget twelve million, returned twenty seven in the box office. So, wipe this feet then. Yeah, did it? Did, did his mm. job? Let's put it that way. And I got a note here, right? And I can't really understand what I mean by it, but I think it's something at the end of the film. <laughs> when the film goes, where someone goes, oh, the narrator, and Tiny Tim, who didn't die. Ha, ha, ha. Something like that. I think it's, um, uh, what's his name? Gonzo says. Gonzo, yeah. Yeah, yeah but he's, pro he's prompted by Rizzo, because he says, what about Tiny Tim? And ah. then Gonzo goes, oh, and Tiny Tim, who didn't die. <laughs> Yeah, it, um, it just made me laugh because I'd never noticed it previously. So, would you recommend, final question, let's wrap this up. Yes, yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I would as well. 
I'd would, recommend uh, it for adults, kids. I, I yeah, as a Christmas film, I would definitely yeah. recommend this. But not to a three and a half year old who wants to watch Peter Rabbit. <laughs> no. Yeah. So right, okay. Podcasts come out every Wednesday. Check out our social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you want us to do a certain film, just let us know. Cheers, all. <laughs>